Break a leg. Love Talk Radio.
everyone, and welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is T. Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a certified reconnective healing practitioner, sound therapist, and positive psychology practitioner with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where we are streaming to you live as we do every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Our chat room is open, so feel free to join the discussion that's already happening online. We do keep an eye on the chat room, so if you have a question, go ahead and post it, and we will do our best to get your question on the air. As an alternative for those of you who are on the go, you can't continue to listen online for whatever reason, simply call us directly by dialing 347-202-0227, and that way you can listen via phone, or please be sure to use your Bluetooth if you are driving about. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. With Audible.com, you can listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want, and you can get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. That's audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. So go ahead and check that out. So, listeners, do you sometimes get down on yourself or stuck to the point where you are actually wallowing? Do you become self-critical because you realize you are wallowing? And we all do that every once in a while, even though we've been told wallowing isn't healthy. And that's true. Too much of anything isn't good for you. However, we've been taught that we need to snap out of it, keep a stiff upper lip, pull up your bootstraps and move on, or find something to do to distract yourself and you'll be fine. And that works somewhat. We can keep busy, but that doesn't make everything fine, does it? What if you were told it really is okay to wallow, to feel emotions, to go along for the ride, that wallowing is what you need to do to move forward? It is so contrary to all that we've been told. After all, no one wants to be in the company of those who are wallowing. However, there is a way to allow yourself to not just go through your emotions, but to grow with them. You can wallow constructively, and my guest, Tina Gilbertson, is going to tell us just how to do that. Tina holds a master's degree in counseling psychology, and she's a licensed mental health counselor. In addition to working with adults one-on-one, she teaches assertiveness and self-esteem workshops and classes on goal-setting, decision-making, overcoming anxiety, and finding the right career. She has written feature articles on emotional intelligence and health, Portland's Natural Awakenings magazine and contributes wisdom as a self-esteem expert for the online therapist directory, goodtherapy.org. You can find out more about her by visiting her site, tinagilbertson.com. That's T-I-N-A-G-I-L-B-E-R-T-S-O-N.com. You can go there after the show right now, though. We're going to speak to her live. So give yourself this time to learn and listen carefully as we continue with the discussion. Good evening, Tina. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you being this evening? I'm being great. I'm wallowing in excitement, T, to be on your show. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) See, there is a difference in wallowing. I knew that. (laughs) And you know, it's funny because your book is is titled Constructive Wallowing. And when I received it, I thought, okay, that's somewhat of an oxymoron, isn't it? (laughs) Because Because as I said in the intro, we've all been told not to wallow, but to be tough, hang in there, get over things or get past whatever we're wallowing about. And even though the title is totally the opposite of what we have, and I'll loosely say all, had drilled into us from the beginning of time, it seems, it makes a whole lot of sense. What was it that triggered the realization in you that wallowing can actually be healthy? 
Well, I think it was a long time in coming. I don't think there was one particular thing uh, that made me go, ah, Eureka. Uh, but you know, <laughs> as the, the first experience that I had with, with wallowing constructively was as a therapy client. Essentially, I had all these feelings. I didn't even really know how to name them. I didn't think it was important to do that. I didn't think feelings themselves were important. I thought it was more important to just do the right thing. And if I didn't feel good, I should just try to feel better as soon as possible. But what I learned as a therapy client was that my feelings made sense, that they mattered, you know, that it was important that they mattered to me, and that it really was necessary for me to just have them in order for them to move through. And then later as a therapist, I found myself having this conversation over and over with people who would say things like, well, I feel like this and like that, but I don't want to wallow. I just want to, I just want to move forward. And I, I had this same conversation over and over where we talked about how you, you really have to be where you are in order to get to where you're going. There really is no way to, um, to not be exactly where you are. And paradoxically, it seems, the fastest way out of where you are is to really sink deep down into it. So it's really become very clear to me as a therapist sitting with so many people who are struggling with this idea of, I don't want to wallow. Um, it's become really clear. And when I see people um, kind of uh, agreeing to, agreeing with themselves that it's okay, I'm going to have this feeling, and I see them move through it, it's, it's pretty cool to, to watch that process of, of people just experiencing their feelings and seeing them move through and then they're on the other side. And this can happen pretty quickly. I don't mean that, you know, there's a horrible thing in somebody's life and then they just really feel it deeply and then it's over, you know, a half an hour later. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about um, when, when you have feelings, even about really, really big things, they tend to come in waves. And we really don't want to feel certain feelings at all. But if we allow ourselves to feel them, they will come just in these discrete little packages. And on the other side of each of those feelings, there's peace. There's, okay, I'm done with this feeling for now. But um, maybe we could talk about this a little bit later, but there's another process that people call wallowing that really isn't constructive and that really takes us to a worse place instead of a better place. And I think that causes a lot of confusion. And I think it's why a lot of people say, I don't want to wallow. Because of the fact that they are going through the like self-criticism type of thing and not taking action. Well, that's Being angry. part of it. Yeah, I mean, that's something that a lot of people don't like, and, and understandably mm. so. But um, there's this other thing that gets called wallowing, which I, I don't think is really truly wallowing in feelings. It's more like rumination. It's that thing we do when something happens, like we have a fight with somebody or, you know, we don't like what happened, and we go over it in our minds. Yep, and over it and over it and over it, yeah. Exactly. Right, and we call that wallowing, and we say, oh, I just need to get over this. I shouldn't be wallowing in all this. But, but what we're really doing is not wallowing in our feelings about what happened. We are ruminating over the thoughts 
about what happened. So what's happening there is we, we feel bad, okay? Something happened mm-hmm. and we feel bad about it. And our brain steps in and says, all right, well, let me try to fix this. I'm going to look at this situation from every possible angle, and I'm going to find a way that this comes out better. I'm going to find a way to make this okay. I'm going to find a way that I'm right. And, of course, you know, that, that doesn't really work because the facts of what happened don't change no matter how much you go over and over what happened. Mm-hmm. And the feelings that are actually driving that kind of rumination are not being addressed because you're thinking about there and then and what happened yesterday or last year or 20 years ago. You're not actually experiencing the here and now of the feelings that are driving this process. So there's Makes a, a big difference. Yeah. Wallowing is about, you, you can't wallow in something that you're not actually in right now. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you, right. If, if it's not here, if I'm not feeling it in the moment, I can't wallow in it. So right. when, when I find myself doing that rumination thing, you know, thinking about something that happened and feeling bad about it and going over and over it, as soon as I realize I'm doing that, and that might take some time, I ask myself the magic question. What am I feeling right now? And that just stops the rumination in its tracks. It -hmm. brings me right into the present. And I say, oh, oh, I feel regret. Or, oh, I'm actually ashamed of myself. Or, oh, I'm Mm -hmm. hurt. That hurt me. That's a very different experience than playing it over in your mind constantly. Right. I kind of do a similar thing. I give myself a time. <laughs> I have a, I had a sister-in-law. She, she passed away four years ago, five years ago. She, um, she was a, a clinical psychologist. And I remember I was talking to her about something. And I said, no, I'll be fine by Friday. And she said, well, you really can't put a time on it. And I said, no, seriously, I do. Because I just don't want to stay in this place. So I'm giving myself till Friday, but I bet anything I'll be over it before then. And this was on a Tuesday. And she just kind of shook her head like, there's no way you can do that. And she learned over the years that, yes, he does do that. Because if you, I don't ask what I'm, what I'm feeling. I ask, okay, why am I feeling this? Why am I so pissed off right now? What is getting me so angry? And I will ask myself that question, and then I'll realize what it is. And I'll be, you know, you can't change it. You can't change whatever it was that happened. So you might as well just move forward and deal with it and get on with it. And as I talk to myself, I get through it. And I remember she called me the next day and said, how are you doing? I said, yeah, I'm good. And she was like, what do you mean? And I said, look, life is short. Brain cells are few. I don't want to be wasting them on somebody else or baggage that's coming from somebody that really didn't belong to me. That's not worth it to me. So I'm, I'm going to take this other step. You do your textbook stuff, but I'm doing it my way. It seems to work for me. And it always, I think it always kind of shocked her that I could do that. And I did it just because, really, what's the point? I, n- I never understood the, the point of just wallowing. It's amazing to me also that you can do that as well because, I mean, that's something that a lot of us have trouble with. We know in our minds that, yes, um, I'm giving people too much importance. Yes, I'm giving them power by being upset about this. Um, and there are a lot of books that say that, and we think, we think, well, okay, I need to let this go. And, but, but for many of us, we really we still feel bad on Friday, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And so this is um, just kind of a 
a tool that instead of because because I can't get over it, I'm going to go into it. The idea is that feelings have a life cycle. Yeah. So if I yeah, so if I agree to have the feeling because really I can't choose not to. Um, once it's in me, it's there. I can't I can't mm-hmm. pick and choose my feelings once they're there. So my only choice is to say to myself, "Yep, I feel this way," or I I don't want to know about my feelings. You know, I can't choose not to have them. I can only choose to say yes or no to them. But once you once you choose it and you and and you realize what it is, I think mm-hmm. at that moment you start to heal. And I think I'm not saying yeah. I'm not you know on Friday I'm not I'm not still sad. I'm just not in it. I'm just like yeah okay. When I think about it, it's like yeah okay that just took me off to the ultimate end. But you know what? Move on. And and you can get through that tough part the tough part, the first part, a lot faster because there's reason involved. Does that make sense? Am I articulating this properly? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. I just know that a lot of people have a a difficulty making the distinction that you just made of between the feeling itself, the emotion of of hurt or or, uh, um, fear or uh, annoyance or whatever it is between Mm -hmm. the emotion and the the facts of the case, you know, which are never going to change. Right. Um, I think what what people do that 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 worries me is um, you know they hear somebody say, well that's not going to change. So there's nothing you can do about it, and they use that to beat themselves up. Mm-hmm. Now it doesn't yep. sound like that's what you're doing. It sounds like you've got a good handle on on this distinction. But so many so much good advice and things that do make sense, they they're easy to to get confused sometimes, and people are so ready. To be um, to be at fault, to be wrong. We're just—it's—I don't know—it's part of maybe socializing or programming that we're just so ready to to take uh, the blame for how we feel and and assume that we're just bad and wrong for feeling the way we do. That when you say something like, "Yeah, that's not going to change. We need to move on," uh, people use that as a, a whipping tool. You know, they whip themselves with it. Oh, why haven't I moved on? I'm supposed to move on from this. And and uh, they think that because they can't do that, there's something wrong with them. Yeah, I, I can understand that happening. Uh, I mean, the, the fact remains. The fact that I think people need to understand is you can't change something that happened. There's no going back and, and changing whatever right. it was. Anything that's occurred right. has occurred. So you need to just deal with it as best you can and grow from it. Just grow from yeah. it and, and know. Right, and and just because you can't change what happened doesn't mean you're not allowed to have feelings about it. I think that's right. something that's hard to, to understand. People try not to feel the way they do because they can't change what happened. And, I, you know, that's one of the things I address in my book is, well, there's no use dwelling on the past. That's something that's said right. all the time, right? Well, you can't yeah. change it, so you might as well just – and then, then we get into that, that mis- mysterious place where you somehow let go of what happened. And that is mysterious because in order to get over anything, you really do have to go through it or you're doing what, and I always equated this, I I talked to a lot of psychologists and psychiatrists on the air, a lot of books and everything, and the training that it seems maybe old school has done is teach them to compartmentalize. And to me, when I heard that term, I I thought, okay, well, what exactly is that? Isn't that just putting it in a little box and wrapping it up in a pretty bow and sticking it in the file cabinet way back in the corner of your head? Someday it's still going to come out if you haven't dealt with it. And you need to go through it, correct? 
Yes, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree okay. more. But so I think that that the going through it is what trips people up. Like they're, mm. either they think, okay, well I did that, but I still don't feel that I still don't feel okay, or they right. think, well, what exactly does that look like? You know, I'm, I'm well. That's confused. the question. Yeah, how? I think because I can't. When people ask me, well, how do you get through it? And I think in my head, if I explain to them how I get through it, they're going to think I'm crazy because I just do it. But I can't explain or articulate properly how they need to feel their feelings and accept them and move forward from that, you know. And that, yeah. I think, is the difficult part. People don't know, well, what does that mean? What does it mean to let go? What does it mean to go through it? That's the hard right. part, I think. I think so, too. And I think there's probably more than one way to do it. But there's mm-hmm. there's a way that I have outlined in my book where I just, I you know, I, I created a, like a five-part process that spells out the word truth. Truth. And I love that. And I do want to go through that because I think that that's really important for people to understand that if they break it down that way, I mean, you did it beautifully. I, I read that and I thought, okay, this is exactly what, yeah, and this will help people to get through to the other side, as you said a few moments ago. Yeah, this is this is my attempt to, to kind of, break it down and give people something to hang on to while they try to, to go through this process, this uh, process that I think is, is pretty necessary for emotional healing. So should mm. I go through that? Uh, should I go sure, through yeah, let's go through. Yeah, I think it's great. Let's go through that because that, I mean, that to me was like the whole crux of the book. It's like if you can do this, you can get through anything probably. <laughs> I hope so. So um, <laughs> these are five things that happen simultaneously, ideally. So you want to make sure you understand all of them and then just uh, try to let it rip. But the first, the first one is tell yourself the situation. So that's just putting, putting uh, uh, words to basically what's going on. So it might be something like I lost my job or it might be something like, uh, you know, I didn't make the team or I had a fight with my sister or it might be I don't really know what's going on with me. I mean, wherever you are, that's okay. You, you may not mm-hmm. have sophisticated view of the situation, but you can just say, I feel bad and I don't know why. That's the situation. Uh, the and R, it's your, your view of it, correct? It's not what other people are thinking. This is actually your view of it, not anything you've heard from the outside. Distinction to make. This isn't something that you're uh, submitting in court. This is just a way <laughs> to make sense, make sense for yourself of what's going on. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I, I wasn't invited to the wedding or... You know, try to keep it simple uh, rather well, than... I won. <laughs> but what was that? I said, or I was invited to the wedding. <laughs> or I was invited to the wedding. <laughs> exactly. So, it's all in the so perspective, right? <laughs> yes. So you, you pick out something that you seem to be having feelings about. And by the way, you can only do this process if you're having feelings right now. If you're not having feelings right now, um, you can't really wallow there's nothing to wallow in so wait until Mm -hmm. you've got a feeling about something and then do this thing so you tell yourself a situation that's the t for the word truth and then the r is realize what you're feeling this can be difficult but what you want to do is if you can put a word or words to what you're feeling and use a a feeling word you can there's a list of feeling words in my book there's there are lists of feeling words all over the internet i mean if you need some help and most of us do Mm-hmm. Just have a look at a list of words for feelings. So feelings are like uh, angry, uh, anger, despair, uh, insecurity, fear, loneliness. Right, right now, the big thing that I'm hearing from clients is overwhelm. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we live in an overwhelming yep. time in our in our culture, yep. that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage people, I mean, if, if someone says to me, I feel overwhelmed, I want to try to dig into that a little bit. Well, what what is that like for you? Because somebody who, who feels overwhelmed may feel powerless. Somebody else who feels overwhelmed may feel frustrated or angry. Uh, someone else who feels overwhelmed may be scared by it. So if you can find another emotion word that kind of puts a flavor on on yeah. the overwhelm, that's you know mm-hmm. that's um, sort of graduate level emotional literacy. But but to the best of your ability, find a word that that really makes you go, yeah, that's it. Some some feelings that people uh, have trouble sometimes articulating are um, shame. That is. Yes. So much more common. So much more common yeah. than we than we talk about. But there's a lot for me when I'm feeling bad about something that happened that I was involved in, shame is usually Big. somewhere near the center <laughs> of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh dread is another handy word. If if something is coming up that you're not looking forward to, it might be that you're dreading it. Uh there's also remorse. A lot of people use the word guilt. I feel guilty. Um mm-hmm. are you are you Guilty because you're feeling ashamed of your behavior? Are you guilty because your behavior didn't meet your standards and you you regret what you did? And that would be remorse. Right. So, you know, get get as specific as you can. But the most important thing is that the word uh, really makes you go, aha, that's it. Well, I was just going to say, if you if you really go down that road, and, and you can use a thesaurus, I suppose, or now I have an advanced copy of your book so it's not the printed copy in my book it's on page 62 is the chart with all the words so I don't know what page it's in in the final draft of the of the of the book that's out there but it's a great it's great it's like looking at a thesaurus because you can say well I'm overwhelmed why am I overwhelmed and start looking at other things or like you said guilty what what is the guilt is it regret okay is it, and what what are you regretting okay then is it remorse and you can go backwards like you do when you're trying to find the right word in, in context and you can figure out just exactly what it is that you really mean. And it does bring you to an aha moment. It can. Yeah. I mean, it Mm -hmm. can also, somebody brought this up recently and I thought it was a very good point they made. If you like, if you tend to over intellectualize, you can kind of go off down a rabbit hole looking for just the right word. And then you're in your, Mm -hmm. in your brain rather than in your heart. So if you find yourself, sort of over-intellectualizing this, maybe back off this part of it. But putting a word to your emotion is amazingly soothing just in itself. Just putting the right word to how you feel is like, oh, you know, it it takes chaos and it brings some order to it. So it's it's pretty cool just to do that one thing. It is, and the thing is that the other part of this whole exercise, the truth exercise, which I found very, very fascinating, is that we go from, when you just said it, if you're coming from your heart, and I'm a big believer in, you know, you have to live from your heart, you have to live from your feelings, because you can think whatever you want, but right. you're not going to do anything with a thought unless you put the feeling behind it, which will trigger a reaction. And you say that in your book, and I thought, this is great, because people will say, well, I think, well, no, I'm not asking you what you think, because that's a thought. How do you feel? Big, big difference, mm-hmm. but people don't make that distinction all the time. Right. They often say things like, uh, I feel that uh, the car needs to be washed. 
you know, that's not a feeling. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's a thought. So, um, yeah, I do make that distinction. But yeah. um, so yeah, that that can be challenging in itself. Emotional literacy is not uh, not in the uh, curriculum in most of our schools in this country anyway. So it's it's don't be ashamed if if uh, I want to say to your listeners if if it's hard for you to find a feeling word. It's not it's not you. It's the fact that we just don't teach this stuff, and it's good to teach it uh, yes. because it helps uh, with relationships and it helps with our relationships with ourselves. So realize what you're feeling would be the second part of the truth technique. And then the you is, this is a biggie, uncover self-criticism. Mm-hmm. I think self-criticism is one of the most damaging phenomena that we've got going on as far as emotional healing. Yes. Um, you, you can cry all day long and not feel better if you are crying and thinking, I'm such a loser, I'm so sensitive, I don't know why this is such a big deal to me. If mm-hmm. I were a better fill-in-the-blank, I wouldn't be so, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be crying. Uh, feeling like a loser thinking that you're um, just weak or bad or wrong in some way because you're having a feeling is not healing. So just letting yourself have a good cry, it's not a good cry if you are smacking yourself around while you do it. Right. Yeah, you might as well not cry at all because you're not getting any healing out of it. So you want to uncover self-criticism. Mm-hmm. And it and it sounds just like just like what I was saying. I, I this is shouldn't be such a big deal. I'm too sensitive. I need to get over this. That's the kind of self criticism mm-hmm. that really torpedoes the healing. So instead of the self criticism, what you want to do is try to understand yourself. Why would a good person feel this way? Oh, well, this is really important to me and I was hoping it would happen, and it didn't happen. No wonder I'm disappointed. Right. Now, this this takes some practice. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not used to doing it, it's going to be like, how do I do that? What sort of story do I tell myself? I'm not, I, I've never done this before. So it can be helpful if you have a friend or a therapist, somebody in your life who is friendly to the idea of having emotions, it can help you come up with why a good person would feel that way. That's a great idea because I think that's a difficult question for people to ask themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a, a, a number of uh, examples that I give in the book to help try to model this kind of mm-hmm. thing, but it really, it really is helpful to have, to have a, a live model so that you can get the hang of finding uh, you're taking your own side, basically. Right. So you're taking self-criticism and you're turning it into taking your own side. Well, no wonder I feel about this. And notice you're not saying, am I right to feel this way? That question is nowhere to be seen when you're wallowing in your feelings. And it's not because, yes, you are always right. Obviously, that's not the case. You can be very mistaken in your perceptions about something. But once you have a feeling, there is no right or wrong. It's just how do I deal with this feeling? 
I think people have trouble with that a lot because, well, for instance, if it's really easy for any of us to feel compassion for other people's other people who have experienced a, a significant loss or a challenge or even something somewhat smaller. But then when it comes to us, mm-hmm. if it's a smaller issue, we have trouble because we say to ourselves, you know, I really shouldn't feel this way because that person is going through this and that's a much bigger deal than what I'm going through. You're still entitled to your feelings, no matter how big or small you think they are. To you, they're your feelings, they're yours. And when people say that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, cut yourself some slack, you know, right. because that, part, yeah, that person might be going through the death of a spouse, and that's huge, or the death of a child, which is the most horrific thing that can happen. And you mm-hmm. might be going through, you know, something that's not quite that bad. You, you know, you're feeling bad because, well, they didn't fire me, but they did cut back our pay. I shouldn't feel right. the way I feel as horrible as I do because that person lost their child. You can't yeah. do that to yourself, shouldn't, but, you know, people do. So I think that's where yeah. people compare, right? It's a comparison thing. There's no doubt about it. We all do it. Uh, I do it. And, um, but, you know, if I've got a really painful hangnail and you've just lost your job, yes, on paper, you have it worse than me, but my finger still hurts. I still right. have a painful hangnail. It does not change that fact, and, and I have to deal with my painful hangnail. And it really kind of stinks to have a painful hangnail, and that, that's a fact. And no matter what else is going on with anyone else, it, it remains a fact. So right. you can always find someone who's got it worse than you, always. But don't make light of your pain, because pain is pain. Right. I think we've trained ourselves to, to want to uh, realize that, you know, I, I really feel that other person's pain because it's so much greater when you look at it. It looks worse and more horrible. But feelings are feelings, and we each individually have to deal with our own, and we are allowed to feel them and work through them and not feel guilty because I think guilt comes into it a lot too. It's like, oh, I can't do that. I feel guilty because of that other person, what they're going yeah. through. So I won't talk to them at all about it. I won't tell them anything. When in actuality, that other person may be very willing to help you or talk to you or offer some advice that could work for you. It's just that you don't want to do that because there again, you might feel ashamed of yourself for asking them. So many emotions come up in just that small scenario. You're so right. They do. And I think one of the biggest things that I want to do is to give people permission to, mm-hmm. to just have their feelings. I think permission is, is huge. And what we, we, we do it to ourselves, but we learn it really young, that some mm-hmm. things are not worth crying about. You know, that, stop crying, that's not a big deal. So we learn that society puts values on, on everything that happens, and some things are more... Uh, on paper more horrible than other things and so Mm -hmm. it's really terrible form to be all upset about this very small thing but of course i mean there's so many reasons why we just need to rebel against that one of which is that a very small thing is never a very small thing if i'm if i'm crying because i can't get the the hot dogs that i bought open I don't have scissors and I, I, my teeth aren't working and I, and I just can't get the hot dogs open and I start crying. How much do you think that's really about the hot dogs? Yeah, <laughs> not I mean, so much. <laughs> not so much. I've probably got this backlog of just powerlessness or maybe everything has been so hard in my life to this point and I have made so many efforts to get ahead 
And this just this is just one more thing. It's the straw that breaks the camel's back. I just can't take any more of this resistance in my life. Yeah, so and it's always the, the small thing. Right. You don't know what a person has been dealing with when they when they are upset about something that that looks small. Um, and of course, we do this to each other as well as to ourselves. If I don't let myself cry over spilt milk then I am going to really look askance at you if you spill your milk and make a big deal of it. I'm going right. to think, oh, you're being such a, so uncool. Mm-hmm. We pretty much treat and other people the way we, we treat ourselves with that. Yes, and it's really sad because I know that, and I, I learned this years ago, you know, when you're going through the line and the cashier is having a bad day, and I've learned just to smile and say hi and thank you and have a nice day and you know, and talk to them, not to start a conversation, but just the courtesies, common courtesies that a lot of people don't offer to a cashier or, you know, the toll booth person who's collecting or whatever. And, you know, my thought was always, I don't know what's going on in their life. I don't live their life. I don't know what they're dealing with. Did they get a bad diagnosis about themselves or someone else? Are they dealing with the loss of someone or a pet? There are so many things that could be going on in their life, but they had to come to work no matter what. They had to be here today, and we don't know what that reason is. And nobody, and you don't need to. And nobody needs to know what's going on in my life. You just need to know, you know what, something's going on, and that's okay. They're allowed to, to be that way. They're not hurting you. They're not being mean. They're just being very reserved and very quiet and, and maybe not friendly. But that's okay because something's going yeah. on. But I've noticed that if you offer them a smile and ask them how they are and wish them a nice day, you know, you just don't know what you're going to do for someone and how that could turn their day around because literally it can't. It can make the difference between them having a good day or having a bad day because something that you say that's magical to them, just like something that you say that can be horrible can be detrimental to their day. And, so you know, I just true. think, that, yeah, if you just try to do that a little bit more and be aware, and it all comes down to awareness, and we'll talk about that in just a second. Right now we're speaking with Tina Gilbertson, author of Constructive Wallowing, How to Beat Bad Feelings by Letting Yourself Have Them. You can learn more by visiting her website, TinaGilbertson.com, T-I-N-A-G-I-L-B-E-R-T-S-O-N.com. So write that down now. You can check it out after the show. You know, Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, many of which we have discussed on this show, including The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, The Courage to Be Free by Guy Finley, A Message of Hope from the Angels by Lorna Byrne, and of course, Dr. Bernie Siegel, who's been here numerous times. All you have to do is search for his name and you'll see a number of his books on audible.com. There are so many books available from so many different authors. And the best part is you can listen to audiobooks on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. And if you sign up at our URL, which is audibletrial.com slash energy awareness, you get one free audiobook along with a one month trial of the service. So write that down audibletrial.com slash energy awareness to find the books of interest to you. And we appreciate all of our listeners and are so grateful for your support. Remember the site is audibletrial.com slash energy awareness. So yeah, Tina, as as we were talking about, I think that um, sometimes it's probably difficult for people to, to not give themselves, cut themselves slack. And really what that comes down to, or what all this comes down to, is a sense of awareness, but not in the way, to me anyway, not in the way of being aware of what's around you. That's important. But it's the awareness of your own inner life and the self-care that we give ourselves. So many times people feel like, well, if I do self-care, 
I, I mean, I can't do that. I have to take care of the kids and the husband and I have a job and, mm-hmm. and they're working and working and working and they're not doing any self-care because they feel that's an indulgence and we weren't brought up that way. But it really yep. is, even doing this, is self-care, is it not? Oh, I think so. I definitely think of it as self-care and, and it, it carries a lot of, uh, as you're kind of indicating, it carries a, there's a lot of baggage around self-care. I hear people say a lot, well, then I would be selfish if I put myself first. But there's something even more subtle, I think, that goes on when we think about putting ourselves first, paying attention to ourselves, listening to our hearts and stuff like that. I think that when we do that, it brings us face-to-face with our authentic selves who are really Mm -hmm. often in pain. Yes. In pain from all kinds of things that we never had the room or the time or the support to be in pain about. But that pain never went away. We put it aside and when we took care of other people. And if we really start to pay attention to ourselves and put ourselves first and give to ourselves, we are going to be right face-to-face with the fact that we have not been doing that. And uh, there, there can be some pain to go through before you get to joy. Mm-hmm. But that's the growth. That's what we need to get to the joy. I mean, emotion is actually energy in motion, and we all know that everything in life is in a constant state of flux. Nothing stays the same, whether, it, whether it's good or bad. And if we practice being aware of our emotions and feeling into them, we really can get through those things that we want and need to get over much more quickly. It, it takes practice, but after a while, you'll be good at it, and you'll be able to just do it more quickly. And then you also, and it might be easier to start this way, to really savor those things that bring us joy much more deeply. That's, that's a great thing to be able to do. And there, there are many benefits to the constructive wallowing that you cite in your book. And I think that's, you know, one of them is the fact that, yeah, and you get through this and you, you can only get to joy if you go through the growth of, of whatever it is to get to the other side, correct? I, I definitely think so. And, uh, you know, I just had a thought today about this in addition to that. Um, because, yeah, we all want to experience joy, but what is the price that we're willing to pay for it? Um, and this is kind of the price, is to go through the muck. Um, mm-hmm. But I was also thinking that emotions, whatever they are, are pretty much our experience of ourselves in any given moment. So mm-hmm. if we want to have a sense of self, if we want to know who we are in this world, if we want to be in touch with our unique purpose, you know, what, what we are bringing to the world, if we want to be a person, a whole person, instead of just a sort of a bag of consciousness or, or a collection of habits, if we want to be who we are, fully who we are, I can't think of a better way than to be in touch with our emotions as, as they flow through us in the moment. Good and bad. Yeah, good and bad, because yeah. that tells us mm-hmm. where we are right now. It tells us what's important to us. You know, if something hurts me, it's important to me. Right. I had, I had a discussion with lost or mm-hmm. oh, Go ahead. I had a discussion with a friend, and I said, you know, everything's always in a state of flux. Everything is going to change, and this too shall pass. And she said, but that means the good stuff, too. And I said, of course. And she says, but I don't necessarily want the good stuff to pass. And I said, well, nobody does, but it just gives you all the more reason to savor those moments because you know that if you're really living them, 
you can see the joy, you will find you will have more because you'll more quickly get through the difficult ones because you want to get to that place of joy, but you've got to feel into them and really get through them. You have to really experience it in order to get to the other side. And you do get better at it. I firmly believe you do get better at it, and, and especially with your process of truth. It may take practice to begin with, but I'm sure mm-hmm. you do this without writing it down and figuring you just like boom, boom, boom in your head because I think that's what I kind of do without knowing the formula. I think I just right. go through my head and say, okay, what am I feeling? What am I doing? Why am I feeling it? Okay, da, 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 da. and then it's like, all right, and I'm done. And, and I don't yeah. mean it's a five-minute deal. I just mean it's something that you practice and do, and, and you can do it, and it will make your life better. You must be seeing this with your clients, yes? Yes, and sometimes it is a five-minute deal. I mean, if you're talking about mm-hmm. not being able to get hot dogs out of the, out of the package, yeah. you might have a little cry <laughs> about that. Um, you know, sometimes things are you can wallow for five minutes and feel completely better about something. Obviously, there are big things in life that you're not going to get over in five minutes. You're going to have feelings about them that do that take a long time to work through. Um, but yeah, you and do some- get better at it in time. I think the most the biggest hurdle that I see for most people is the faith that if they allow themselves to feel as fully rotten as they do, they're not going to get stuck there. That feeling is not going to last forever just because they allow themselves to go into it head first. That is something well, that I think trips a lot of people up. That's very true. You have to have the faith part. I Have you ever been to New York City? Uh-huh. Yeah, I used to live there. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay, so you're familiar with the Lincoln Tunnel, the Holland Tunnel, the George Washington Bridge, and the traffic? <laughs> uh, well, not so much. I lived in Manhattan, and I tried to stay there as much okay. as possible. <laughs> okay, you heard about it from other people. I, right, I will never forget, I was, I was on my way into the city, and I, was, I left in plenty, plenty, plenty of time. I mean, if I leave my house and there's two hours, I can make it to New York in an hour and 15 minutes, so I give myself two to two and a half hours to get there, right? Had plenty of time, but I was getting so angry because as I'm sitting in the Lincoln Tunnel and we're not moving, I, I was just getting so angry. And I'm like, all right, I'm irritable, I'm angry. Quite frankly, right now, I'm beyond bitch. And I'm like, oh, my God, i got to get out of this tunnel. It's going to be late. This is nuts. And I, start, I could feel the anger seething, honest to God, within me. I could feel it. And, and, I, yep. and I started to, like, laugh. And I thought, okay, you know, really, T, there's nothing you can do. You're not going to plow through the cars ahead of you. Well, then we got to the mouth of the tunnel and we're coming out and some guy did something that was so ridiculously stupid in traffic I just burst out laughing it was so funny and I felt so much better getting to my appointment I was 20 minutes late but it was okay it really was okay because I thought you know what you can't change what goes on but if you if you get to that point where you're that angry and you can think okay really this is I'm just getting angry for the sake of getting angry. What really is the deal here? And yeah. realize and just start to laugh about it. You can switch it around immediately. And I think that's, that's part of doing this process. You've got to feel it in the moment and know what you're feeling and say, okay, I'm an idiot. You know, I need to stop and just say, There's no, there was no reason for me to be angry. What could I do? You know? Well, you, it seems like what you did is you went fully through the feeling of anger. And out the other side, you found amusement. And, yeah. and that seems like a very organic process for you. Um, I, I, I worry that some people try to push, you know, push the anger away and try to laugh when they're not, they're not amused. And, and that, those are the people that I really want to say to them, hey, you know what, if you're angry, you just be angry. You just go ahead. But what right. I do always say is please do not confuse being angry with yelling at people, 
hitting people or animals or yeah. ripping plants up or, you know, doing physical things. You can be infuriated and you can, and no one needs to know about it. You can, you are mm-hmm. welcome. You are free to be as angry as you are uh, in the privacy of your own heart. You know, when I say go ahead, wallow, and I really want to give people total permission to feel exactly mm-hmm. what they feel for as long as they do, that is not the same as saying, you know what, you go ahead and act it out. You go ahead and beat people up. That's just fine. No, judge right. your feelings. Some feelings are bad and wrong. I don't want people beating other people up. But I want them to be able to feel like beating other people up and, and feel okay about that. And, you know, it, 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 I got to this point. I wasn't always like this. I was that other people you're talking about where I didn't lash out and hit anybody or, or scream at people or anything, but I was angry and wallowed for a long time. And then one day it just hit me, what, what are you doing? Why do you do this to yourself? You're not, you, I saw that it, something was occurring too frequently. And then I realized when you're doing that, you're drawing those types of people to you or you're going toward the type of people that will help feed that. And I did not want that. Mm-hmm. I did not want mm-hmm. to feed into that anymore. And I was like, I'm done with this feeding frenzy. And now, yeah. as you said, you can still be angry for as long as you want, but do it in your heart. Okay, but, and, and you can do it in your heart, but don't do it so that it really lives in your heart. Do it so that you feel it and you can get over it quick. I have had an incident where a friend did something to me that I thought, well, a friend that I thought was a friend, you know, those, that happens. Yeah. And she did something that was so, you know, over the top that I was just like, wow, didn't see that coming. I've helped her a lot. I'm done. Right then and there, I cut the cord. I am done. I'm so done. And I just called it at that moment. Now, I still see her, and I'm very civil, and I, but I do not acknowledge her in the way that I used to. I do mm-hmm. not. Yeah. And I will not. Right. So that's, you made a decision about how to behave. And when you, when, because you had your feelings, you were able to do that. The, the right. scary thing is if we don't allow ourselves to feel fully what we feel, um, rather than doing what you did, which is make a conscious decision to be done, we act out our feelings and we send an angry mm-hmm. email or we do something we regret. So it's paradoxical, but the more you allow yourself to feel that rotten feel, feeling, the less likely it is that you're going to act on it. Because mm-hmm. you want to act from your values and from your head because behavior is, is judgeable. You know, Behavior is right or wrong. It's moral or immoral. There are good ways and bad ways to behave. So you want to be able to use your frontal, prefrontal cortex to make decisions right. rather than you're, you know, acting on impulse from your emotions. And right. paradoxically, yeah. that means that you've got to let your emotions just run free and crazy inside of you so that they it's, don't get suppressed and pop out in ways you don't expect or want. It's so true. I mean, I have said in board of directors meetings, okay, can we all use that prefrontal cortex and get out of your amygdala because it's just not, this isn't working. And they look at me like, what? <laughs> like, okay, never mind, you know. I cannot believe we're almost at the top of the hour, Tina. This is crazy. This time went by so fast. I want to thank you so much for joining us. But before we go, I'd, I'd love to, you to give us any final thoughts or, and tell our listeners how they can learn more about you and where they can purchase your book. Oh, sure. Yeah, well, I'm at TinaGilbertSun.com. And if you can't remember, remember that, just go to the um, ConstructiveWallowing.com page on my website. That's the title of the book, Constructive Wallowing. And I also have a blog and uh, just a bunch of articles on my website at uh, TinaGilbertson.com. But if you go to ConstructiveWallowing.com, 
you, that's a portal that will take you to uh, all of my online offerings. And the book is available pretty much everywhere books are sold and it's online. And if you can't find it, uh, uh, you know, contact me at tinagilbertson at gmail.com and I will help you find it. If, not, if you can't find it, you're not looking hard enough because it's out there everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's around. <laughs> and it's very helpful. Well, <laughs> thank you so much. I really appreciate you sharing your time with us tonight. It, this was a wonderful show. I know they're great when they go by so quickly. I'm, I'm actually kind yeah. of in shock. <laughs> so <laughs> listen, I had a great time. Yeah, it's fun. So listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio. So please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world. And that's why I have the guests that I do to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we are meant to live productively, healthfully, and purposefully. This is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show that you just listened to to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they may learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in this evening. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archived list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting throughout the year, including upcoming Crystal Singing Bowl concerts. And if you're not in the area or you cannot make a concert, you can order my CD Imagine from the site as well. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well. Prayer on my heart.